Hey everyone, welcome back to the Monclova Baptist Church podcast. We're thankful that you joined us today. Hey, if you would do us a favor at the end of this episode, make sure that you follow us on our social, Instagram and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell button so that you get notified every time that we post new content. If you also want to stay connected with us beyond Sunday morning, make sure that you download the MRBC app on the Google Play Store or the App Store. Now let's dive in. Well, amen. Guess what? 357 days to Christmas. Isn't that exciting? Amen. We'll just keep all the trees up since it's so close. Just around the corner. Hebrews chapter number 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Again, I am glad that you're here today. Pray for Mary Hudson. I had a request her nephew, Matt Butts, B-U-T-Z, had a stroke. And uh, the next six hours are very critical. And um, uh, pray for him. He's, uh, how old is he, Mary? Just about 40 years old. So if you'd please pray for the family. They really need your prayer right now. And Matt as well. Hebrews chapter number 10. And uh, I want to look at verse number 32. Hebrews 10, verse number 32 today. And we'll read down through the end of the chapter, but call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, ye endured great fight of afflictions. Partly whilst you were made a gazing stock, both by reproach and afflictions, and partly whilst ye became companions of them um, that were so used or meaning this you in verse number 33, what he's saying is you endured great affliction or you knew those that did in verse 34, for ye had compassion of me and my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven, a better and enduring substance cast not away. Therefore your confidence which hath great recompense of reward for ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise for yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Who is, who is he that will come? Who's he speaking about church? Jesus Christ. And that's the confidence he's putting in. He's saying that Jesus Christ is going to come and it's going to be a little while, but, but uh, he's, he's coming. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Father in heaven, we are so thankful for your word. Lord, it comforts, it guides us, it gives us direction. It humbles us. It causes us to see ourselves in as sinners in need of a savior. Once we're saved, Lord, it gives us light and gives us encouragement. When we're discouraged, Lord, we can find strength. When we feel overwhelmed, we can find peace. Lord, when we're in sin, we find correction and rebuke. And so, Lord, your word is so precious to us. It's exactly what we need. And so I pray this new year that we would hide this in our heart. We'd be obedient to it. We'd cherish your word. We'd live by it. 
And Lord, help us today as we look into this passage of scripture, teach us something. And I pray that we would be better Christians, better servants for Christ because of what you'll do in our hearts today. And we pray these things in Jesus name. Amen. The author of Hebrews is writing to, to the Hebrews or the Jews that now are born again. These were Jews that once were under the law, once thought that uh, the way to please God was to obey the law and, and were subject to the law. Now these are Hebrews that are born again. They know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And as with many first century Christians, persecution, it was a way of life. Here in this generation, in our lifetime, we, we speak of persecution, but normally we'll speak of persecution that'll take place in the past, like these first century Christians. We can read books like the Fox's Book of Martyrs is a, a book that's written just for those uh, that have endured persecution. We can read of the different persecutions that each one of uh, uh, Christians in the past have in, endured. We can, in our generation, although maybe in our church or in our country, we're not seeing the persecution like others did in the first century. There are places around this world that Christians are. They are being jailed. They are losing their life. They are being persecuted for simply preaching and teaching Jesus Christ and the gospel, the good news. There's families around this world that are divided because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Someone in that family has received Christ as their savior, and now they're an outcast in that family. We speak of it, not necessarily understanding it at the level that the first century church understood it, but the first century church, it was a way of life for them. They understood to be a follower of Jesus Christ meant persecution was going to come. Suffering for the cause of Christ was commonplace for these believers. It, 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 it was common, but it didn't make it easy. Just because they were used to it, just because they expected it, it didn't make it easy. And throughout the New Testament, the, the call to surrender and the encouragement to endure suffering, we find as a theme throughout the uh, New Testament. Jesus told his disciples to endure. He warned them that persecution was going to come. It was, it was after his crucifixion that, that the disciples began to, to preach there in Jerusalem. And it was persecution that scattered the, the disciples in Jerusalem to go out into the uh, uh, places of, of the world and preach the gospel. The apostle Paul understood persecution. He went through great persecution simply for preaching and teaching Jesus Christ. It is no different in this epistle that we read today for these that uh, uh, endured persecution. We find that the author of Hebrews, although we're not sure who wrote this book, we, we, we know that this author is writing and he's, he's warning or he's, he's uh, uh, giving some instruction about persecution here in chapter number 10. And as we begin this new year, I like you uh, are anticipating the Lord's blessing. As we, as we think of 2023, all of us in here are not praying for persecution. You pray like I, I pray, I, I'm sure. Lord bless. I, I find myself often as I rethink through something I just prayed, and I, I'll think to myself, boy, I asked the Lord to bless a lot of things in that prayer. 
Bless our food, bless our time, bless our fellowship, bless, bless all of these things. What are we saying? Lord, remove any problems, remove any persecution, remove any difficulty from our life. And we think this, God, if you put your blessing upon it, life is going to be easy for us. But I want you to understand this. God's blessing was on these first century Christians and they still endured persecution. God's blessing doesn't mean that his followers will not suffer persecution. God can bless through difficult times, and God does bless through difficult times. And as we think about this new year, we're anticipating the Lord's blessing. I want us to surrender to God's will, no matter what that may be. Whatever he has for our life this year, this first Sunday of this first year, my, my prayer is this, that we'll surrender to his will. will. I want us to learn all, the, all the, the pain. I want us to, to, to learn that the pain that we have, God can still use that for his, for his blessing. Whatever you're going through in life, God can use for his glory. Well, stay with me now. I'll help you. <laughs> Siri just said she doesn't understand. <laughs> See, Siri doesn't know everything. <laughs> In 2023, my heart, to be honest with you, I want to leave every hurt, every pain, all the problems, all the negative feelings. I want to leave all of those back in 2022. How many of you are with me? I do. And I want, I want to look forward in 2023. Although that's my desire and all that, although that is my prayer, it's not always possible. Just because today is a, a new day, a new month, and yes, even a new year. It, it doesn't mean that Everything from yesterday is gone. And everything from today forward for this year is new. There are some things that we're called to remember. There are some things that we must realize. We, we can press on in 2023. We can put in some areas, and I would encourage you, in some areas you can put the, the past behind you. But here in this passage of scripture, look again with me in verse number 32. The author says this, but call to remembrance the former days. But call to remembrance the, the former days or past days. Now it's interesting. Why would we want to call to remembrance things in the past? Because we want to put everything in the past back in the past. We want to put everything there and leave it there and, and press forward. Matter of fact, the Apostle Paul said this, putting the former things behind us and pressing toward the mark. And, and, and is the author of Hebrews in, in uh, uh, contradiction to what Paul is saying? I don't believe so. There are some things that in our life, they need to stay in the past. But there are some things here that this author of Hebrews is reminding us that we need to remember and understand and take in remembrance the things of the past so that we can properly move forward into the future. There are things in our past 
that it is good to remember. There are things in our past that we ought to consider, that we, we need so that we can move ahead. And I want you to write these things down. And Siri, I hope you're listening. I want you to write these things down because I believe that this will help us today as we remember the things of the past. Let's look here in verse number 32 again. But called remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated. What does he mean by that word illuminated? Your eyes were opened. I want you to write this down. There are some things to remember. And the first thing I want us to remember is this. The day that you were born again. The day that Jesus Christ saved you. That is a day that we ought to never forget. That is a day that changed our life for all of eternity. That is a day that changed our course here on this earth and for all of eternity. He says this, it's the day in which you were illuminated or the day that you were saved. The days that your eyes were open. I want you to remember these were Hebrews. These were Jews. These were ones that thought that by keeping the law, that's what would be pleasing to God. They thought by keeping all of these laws that God gave to them and being religious the way that, that uh, uh, they were taught to be, that that would find favor. I want to remind you that it was the, the Jews that, that found fault in Jesus Christ. It was the Jews that said, I can't believe that this man Jesus is speaking heresy. And Jesus said, I, I've come to fulfill the law. I am the fulfillment of the law. And they thought he was blaspheming and, and a heretic for what he was saying because they thought, I'll just do these things that, that we're taught. I'll just do these things, these religious duties, and that is what is going to cause God to find favor with me. But their eyes were opened. There was a day that, that the gospel of Jesus Christ was preached unto them. I don't know if they heard it from one of the apostles. I don't know if they heard it from one of the followers that, that knew Jesus personally. I don't know exactly how they knew Jesus, but there was a day in their life that they were going one direction. There was a day in their life that they were lost and undone. There was a day in their life that they put their faith in what they could do in keeping the law. And then they were exposed or they were taught the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christ. They were told that Jesus Christ came and he died for their sin. And if they put their faith and trust in what he did on the cross and the fact that he rose again and that they would become a child of God, they went from saying we are God's chosen people to putting their faith and trust in Jesus God. Now realizing they are now a child of God because of Jesus Christ, the day that they were saved changed their life. And the author of Hebrews says, these are days that we ought to remember. Remember, this day going forward in 2023, one of the joys, one of the things, church, that we can never forget is the day that we were saved. Let's never lose the joy of our salvation. Let's never forget what Jesus Christ did for us. Let's never lose the joy of leading someone to Jesus Christ, introducing them to the gospel and experiencing the joyous, the joyous salvation that only Jesus Christ can bring. You see, sometimes in life we can get so discouraged. We can get so down because of circumstances that we forget we're born again. We're a child of God. God is our heavenly father. He's not just the creator of this universe. He's not just the God that created all things. He is my father. 
because of Jesus Christ. He says this, but call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, like you and I, they were in bondage to sin. Their flesh was in control. How many of you remember today before you were saved, the bondage that you were in? Your flesh was telling you what to do, what you like, where you were going to go, and what you were going to be a part of. You thought you were in control, but really sin was in control of you. You were given to your, your lust. You were given to your habits. And that day that Jesus Christ saved you, he broke that bondage that sin had over your life. He set you free. He bought you by his precious blood. He redeemed you. He reconciled you back to God. And oh, what a day that is. And I pray as we look forward to 2023 and all that God has for us, may we never forget that he saved us, that he made us whole, that he redeemed us. Remember what you were? Isn't it wonderful? I don't have to remember what I was. I just, gotta, I just need to remember what Jesus Christ did. We were lost and hopeless. We were, un, we were undone. But there is a reason to remember. What you were, you're no more. What you were once called, you're no longer called that. You might have been a drug addict. You're no longer a drug addict. You're a child of God. You might have been a drunk. You're no longer a drunk. You're a child of God. You might have been a cheat, but you're no longer a cheat. You're a child of God. Maybe you were a liar. You're no longer known as a liar. You are now known as a child of God. Maybe you were a fornicator. You're no longer known as that. You are now known as a child of God. The Bible tells us this, the wages of sin is death. That is eternal separation from God. God. The day that I met Jesus Christ, my sin debt was paid for. My, my, my debt that I owed was done. Jesus Christ paid that sin debt. And from that day forward, I have been a child of God, redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, may we never forget the day that Jesus saved us. The days that our eyes were opened. Remember some here in this room, you were a bondage to religion. Remember those days you thought a church could save you. You thought a religion could save you. You thought that by participating in the, in the, uh, uh, the ways of that religious denomination would save you, but your eyes were opened and you saw that Jesus Christ loved you. And you saw that Jesus Christ came to redeem you and you were gloriously saved that day. May we never forget the day that we were dead in trespasses and sin. Jesus Christ found you. You see, as we look forward into this new year, there are things, there are days that we should never forget. And I would submit to you, number one, the day that we should never forget is the day that Jesus Christ saved us. You see, some are trying to find peace. Some are trying to find purpose. Some are trying to find the meaning of life. But you're coming up empty. There, be, there may be some in this room today 
that you're trying to figure this out. Maybe over these last couple weeks, last couple months, it just seemed like life is hopeless and in despair and you're all alone and nobody cares and life isn't what you want it to be and you're trying to find answers. I want you to know this, that that day could be today that you find answers that will give you fulfillment, that will give you peace, that will give you eternal life and you'll only find those in Jesus Christ. Our prayer today is you trust him. Today, as we step into this new year, I want us to just take a moment and remember. Remember the day you got saved. As we get, begin to remember that day that we were born again, that day Jesus found us. That day that we became a child of God. Church, let us rejoice in all that God has done since the day he saved us. I want us to look at this as well, not only in the which after you were illuminated and saved, he said you endured a, a great fight of affliction or a great persecution. He said this partly because you were made a, a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions. What he was saying is this, you were, you were made a public example. You, you were purposely embarrassed. You were purposely made as a, 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 an example so that others would not accept Jesus Christ. They, they, they would try to get those followers of Jesus Christ to, to renounce their faith in Christ. And then he said, secondly, in this verse, he says, some, some of you went through this great affliction and, and some of you, you watch those that you love go through great affliction. For you have compassion of me, in verse 34, in my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that, look what he says, ye have in heaven a better and enduring substance. He said, you endured all these things. You endured what some would, would break them. You endured affliction, you endured pain, you endured watching those you love go through affliction and pain. And how could you do that? He gives us the, he gives us the reason here in verse number 34, that ye have in heaven a better and under enduring substance, knowing in yourselves. I want you to write this down. Number two, the day, the days that we ought to remember. One is the fact that we are saved. The day that we trusted Jesus Christ as our savior, our eyes were open. We were illuminated. We were born again. Secondly, the day that we ought to remember is the day that you realized and you began to grow in the word. The day that you realized and began to grow in the word. In verse number 34, what was he saying here? They understood that heaven was waiting for them. They understood this matter of eternity. They could endure the things that were happening in this world because they had an understanding of what was to come. Well, where did that understanding come from? It came from their, their love for the word of God, their understanding of the word of God, and them growing in the word of God. Remember the day that you were introduced to Jesus. What a wonderful thing that is. And do you remember the time where the word of God started making sense to you? Do you remember when messages would be preached? And you would grow. 
When, when, when you understood something that you never understood before, when God, the, uh, the Holy Spirit would come and speak to you in a message. Remember, maybe there was something you were involved in. I've heard testimony of people saying this, boy, I was involved in this sin. I was involved in this and I got saved. And, and then the preacher began to preach on sin and, and the Holy Spirit of God began to work in my life and, and be able to convict me of what I was involved in. And, I, and I, the Lord convicted me and I gave that up and he gave me victory. Remember when the word of God began to work in your life, begin to mold you and change you into the image of Christ. Remember the power of the word of God. Remember those days when the word of God was preached and it changed your life? Oh, those are days that we should never forget. Remember when you understood that prayer actually works? When God began to work in your heart and and through his word would tell you that you can come to me and ask anything that you want, and and I'll answer those prayers. Remember when someone was sick, I I remember this past week as I was meeting with some men, I I, I met with a a, a group of men this week and Jeff Kaminsky was with me and, and we were just talking about miracles and Jeff was sitting there quiet and I said, Jeff, speak up. And he looked at me. I said, tell him of your miracle. And he says, well, I got saved. I said, I don't mean that miracle. He says, well, when I met Chris, I said, I don't mean that miracle. The fact that Chris stayed with me, I said, no, that, not even that miracle. He said, oh. He began to tell the story of his grandbaby. He began to tell the story of, of the phone call. He said, my, my son called me, and it was early one day. He said that they, she, his, his uh, daughter-in-law went into labor, and, and it, they were only uh, uh, just, just into the pregnancy, and, and the water broke, and the doctors weren't giving her much hope, and, and they made an appointment to come back the next day because they thought the baby would be, would be uh, dead, and, and they would have to deliver that, that stillborn baby. And he said he can't, he'll never forget the phone call he got from his son saying there's a heart beat. And then the the phone call that the baby was born. And then now he's holding that little two pound baby. He's now smiling and laughing and enjoyed his first Christmas. That baby that was the doctors gave no hope to is now celebrating six or so months of life. The one that many said, there's no way that this little two pound baby is going to make it. And, and, and Jeff reminded us in that meeting, he said, oh, the church began to pray and we began to pray and people around the country began to pray. He said, God's people were praying. Miracles happen. I'll tell you what, the word of God was revealed to him that day. You know what he believes? God answers prayer. Amen. Remember when God's word was revealed to you? Remember when maybe you were going through some difficult time? Remember when you were going through something and God's word was a comfort to you? Remember when you lacked wisdom and you weren't sure what to do, but you got into God's word and God's word gave you the, 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 the mind of Christ and showed you what to do and, and showed you what God's will for your life is. And you listened to God's word and you obeyed God's word and it worked out exactly how God planned it. How about you, husbands? Remember being married in the very beginning? Boy, when you're dating, life is easy. 
Her dad filled up the gas tank. Her dad paid for the food. I mean, I just, it was easy. I remember waking up that, that morning, looking at my wife and thinking to myself, oh, she's my problem now. <laughs> I mean, she was beautiful. But I, I, it hit me like, I can't send her home. I've got to pay for everything. Who thought of this thing called marriage? Remember your first disagreement? You thought, of course, she's wrong. Of course, he's wrong. And then you get in the word of God and it says, husbands, love your wife like Christ loved the church. And you say, oh, no. It's me, Lord. Your word revealed the problem to me. The wife got in the word and said, wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands. In our own mind, in our own heart, we thought we had the solutions and we were just running on empty and hopeless and discouraged. And then God's word was revealed to us and it gave us hope. And we've grown. I hope you have. I hope you have. Remember, children, I can't believe, I still can't believe they let Michelle and I take Jacob home. I mean, they ought to be, they ought to be put in jail (laughs) for child endangerment. They were concerned that we had a a car seat. That was the least of our problems. We had no idea what to do. They let two kids take home a baby. I didn't know how to raise a child. I didn't know how to be a dad. I was just trying to figure out how to be a a husband. And now I've got a kid. I'm so glad God's word had every single thing I needed. Have you ever been discouraged? Hopeless? Coming to the place where you think there's no hope and this is just, it's, it's discouraging and you find in God's words, you get into the Psalms where you find encouragement and you find hope. What I'm saying today, remember the time that God's word spoke to you and let it continue to speak to you and challenge you in this new year. Oh, remember the day you got saved. Find joy in that day. And remember, remember the day you grew from the word of God, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring uh, um, hope, an enduring substance. What do you mean by that? Knowing this, the word of God tells me that heaven is my home, that heaven is real, that Jesus Christ is coming again. I don't have to live for this world. I don't have to live in sin in this world. I don't have to live by the lust of my flesh. I don't have to live in discouragement. God's hope is there. God's assurance is there. My salvation is real. Heaven is real. And one day, That is going to be my home. How do I know that? The word of God teaches me that. What once would have hurt, you now have rest. 
because of the word of God. You see, all of these things in verse number 33, they're enough to get you to quit. Persecution. You know, it's one thing, it's one thing for me to suffer. It's another thing to watch someone you love suffer. Wouldn't you agree with that? Say all you want about me. But boy, oh boy, when my wife starts to hurt, we got an issue. And then when somebody's hurting your kids, you know what type of issue that is. We have a Christian school. I know exactly what that means. Mama bear. Come on, some of you laugh now. I'm just joking, sort of. Yeah, boy, hurt me. That's okay. But hurt someone I love? That's enough to quit. You were made public spectacles for your faith. You were publicly insulted. Verse number 33 is saying to them, and then you watch those that you love hurt as well. This would cause some to quit. This would cause some to just, just walk away. But the word of God says this, great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. And when I get into the word of God, when I'm discouraged and the word of God starts taking over and I come to verses like great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. I've got to choose is the word of God going to take preeminence in my life? Am I going to trust the word of God? Am I going to obey the word of God? Am I going to grow closer to the Lord through his word? Or am I going to let my flesh control me? And when I let the word of God control, when I let the word of God have its way in my life, I have peace. You remember those days? Remember when God's word just soothed things? Don't forget those days. As we get into 2023, remember, remember when the word of God changed you. They endured because they had a biblical understanding of what was to come. You know how you will endure persecution? You know how you're going to endure suffering? You know how you're going to endure affliction? You know how you're going to endure hurt this upcoming year? The Word of God. It's what gives you truth. Have you ever, have you ever been so upset that you couldn't see straight? Huh? And how many have ever tried to make a decision when you were that way? Only to find out the next day that was a bad decision. But oh, yesterday I wanted to make it so badly. Today it was such a bad decision to make. That's why we don't put our confidence in how we feel. We put our confidence in the truth of God's word. Remember that church. Remember that. Heaven is real. Jesus is preparing a place for us. Jesus Christ is coming again. If it wasn't for this truth, life would be hurtful. Life would be hopeless. If Jesus Christ wasn't coming again, if Jesus Christ wasn't preparing us a place, if he wasn't there sitting at the right hand of the Father, even now making intercession for us, we would be hopeless and we would be hurt. There would be no point of living. But all of those things are true. How do I know those are true? Because I find them in God's word. Put confidence in God's word. We have a future. We have a future where there is no more pain. We have a future where there is no more suffering. 
For those that are going through suffering, I want you to tell you your future today. No, it's not because I I can read a a crystal ball. It's not because I'm looking at the stars and trying to tell your future. It's because I know God's word and God said he'll remove all pain. He'll remove all death. He'll remove all sorrow. I know what the future holds because I believe the word of God. Maybe today you're going through something. There's coming a day where there's no more pain There's coming a day where there's no more suffering. I came in today and I shook hands and gave hugs to people that have lost someone that they love. And I understand we've stood there as a family with family members that we've had to bury. It's hurtful. It's hard and it's difficult to endure, but I want you to take confidence in God's word that there is coming a day that Jesus Christ is going to return and the dead in Christ are going to rise. And those that are alive and remain are going to be caught up together in the clouds with him forever. There's coming a day that we're going to have heaven forevermore. There's coming a day that we will be in the presence of our savior. How do I know that because the word of God tells us this. Remember that in suffering. Remember that in sorrow. Remember that there's coming a day where there's no more pain. It is good for us to remember. It's good for us to remember so that we have peace for today. No matter what comes, I have heaven. No matter what I must endure on this earth, I have Jesus Christ The old life is soon going to be over, but what we have, what hope do we have? Our hope is in the confidence of God's word. Believe it, trust it, understand it, and live by it today. Remember, remember, remember the day that you were saved. Remember the day the word of God was revealed unto you and you grew spiritually Look with me in verse number 38. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. We're not those that must fall back into sin. We, but to them that believe to the saving of the soul. Would you write this down? Number three, and I'm done today. Remember, there is nothing in this world to return to. There's nothing in this world to return to. Church, there's nothing in this world to go back to. The world has no value. Life, the Bible says, is a vapor that soon fadeth away. There's nothing that's going to last. All that we possess all that we acquire, everything that we get is wood, hay, and stubble. It's going to burn. Can't take it with you. I tell you this, I've told you this often, and every time I go into my garage, it's a reminder we have a two car garage that barely fits one car. I can't, I can't get in because I can't get out of the car. If I get into my garage, my wife barely can get out of her car. You know why? 
Because it's full. It's full of all of this stuff that my dad acquired. Now I've acquired. You say, why don't you get rid of it? Be quiet. Get rid of your stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Say, why don't you get rid of it? I don't know why I don't get rid of it. I can't take it with me, but it's got a hold on me. I have no idea what's even there. I don't know what's in those totes. I don't know. I found out we got a whole attic above the garage full of stuff. I don't know what's in there, but I know I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what are we living for? What are we holding on to? What are we trying to find joy in? Why do we consider something's worth going back to? If you've been freed from the bondage of sin, continue to serve Jesus this upcoming year. Don't go back to sin. Don't go back to that that wicked life. Don't quit on Jesus. Don't, Don't quit on his church. Don't quit serving him. Continue to move forward. There's nothing in this world to return to. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. What are you building in your life that is founded on faith? What are you building in your life that's founded on faith? I go out to Bono Baptist Church. I'll tell you, I just believe that God's going to do something. I just believe it. I said, I, I, think that, I think that God is going to do something here. Let's pray that, let's pray that by Easter Sunday, we, we have a church full of people. I'll tell you, in my flesh, it's a foolish, foolish thing to think. But I believe God can. I believe he can. Christmas Eve service, we had a family just lives two streets away, got the invitation to come to the Christmas Eve service, and they came out to the Christmas Eve service there in Bono. And I'm sitting thinking to myself, boy, I'd like to be home. I'm driving in the dark to Bono after the Christmas Eve service here, thinking it'd be nice to go home and get there and realize God's building his church. Jeff told me Sunday morning, Christmas morning, there was a lady, she got the pies that we gave out, she got the wreath that we gave out, and she got the invitation to church, and she was there in church on Sunday morning, Christmas Eve, or Christmas morning. Yesterday we had a men's breakfast and a good group of men from our church went out there and, and, and got together. And, and I, met, I met Burl Skiles' brother that lives five minutes away from Bono. I said to his brother, where do you go to church? Oh, 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 well, oh, it's good eggs here, isn't it? God's going to build that church. God's going to do a great work. I want to be so deep in faith, believing God, that if God lets us go, we drown. I don't want to play it safe. 
In this upcoming year, I don't want to have one foot in safe, in one foot in the water, in saying, all right, Lord, do something. I want to get all the way in. I want to get in so deep that if God lets me go, I'm gone. Church, I want us this year to look forward into 2023, what God can do here at Monclova Road Baptist Church and through our church. And remember, there's nothing, nothing worth going back to. There's nothing worth going back to. There's nothing worth going back to. I remember often like you, what do you do through discouraging times? We're going to trust God because there's nothing worth going back to. I'm going to believe his word because there's nothing worth going back to. The just shall live by faith. And let's be known in 2023 of a church that lives by faith. Believing that God can. Remembering the day he saved us. Remembering the power of his word that taught us. And remembering number three, church, there's nothing to go back to. Let's keep pressing on. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. But we are of them that believe to the saving of the soul. You just finished listening to a message from the preaching ministry at Monclova Road Baptist Church. If it was a help to you, make sure that you let somebody know about it. If you need help beyond this message, make sure that you follow us on Instagram or Facebook or check out our website, monclovabaptist.org. And we would love to connect with you there and help you with anything that you might need. Have a great week and we'll see you next time on the Monclova Baptist Church Podcast.